It all begins with our mission. Working together, Capel Independent School District is committed to creating profound learning experiences for each child while nurturing meaningful relationships to positively impact our world. Excellence is happening all around us in public education. What makes CISD stand out are the fundamental beliefs we value. Great teaching, redefining success, collective engagement, and authentic relationships. Today, we take a deeper look at one of these core values and speak with an individual who personifies a deep connection with that value and brings it to life in everything they do. They are the true example of what it means to be stronger together. I'm AJB, encouraging you to join us on our journey. Listen as we turn the page in our CISD story. What's up, everybody? I'm Adam Bennett, representing the Communications and Community Engagement Team. Thanks for tuning in to Capel ISD's We Value podcast. You always hear those stories of high school sweethearts getting married. What I find so interesting is I am a completely different person than I was in high school. And if I was to met my wife, then we would not be together. So it brings me to this conclusion. These two, today on this podcast, must have had it all together at an early age. So, a husband and a wife that work in the district, both are incredible educators. One was named the 2019-2020 Secondary Teacher of the Year, and I am sure the other will follow shortly, and no, I don't have any inside scoop. Please help me welcome Lauren and Stephen Danby. What's up, Danbys? Hello. Hi. So to begin, let's um, can we talk about your love story in Capel ISD? Can you share that with our our audience? Uh, we'll give you a PG version of it. No, just yeah, kidding. Wow. Um, it's all PG. Do you want? <laughs> you can start. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna get really mushy here, um, and I'm not like uh-huh. the mushiest guy, but. There are not very many people I can remember like exactly where I was the first time I ever saw them or met them. I remember the very first time I ever saw uh, Lauren, then Lauren Robertson, now now Lauren Danby. Um, we were auditioning for the school musical, which I believe was My Fair Lady. And nice. I was sitting in the auditorium at CHS and this long-legged gal comes walking <laughs> up to the piano and uh, Lauren started singing. And if you don't know Lauren, she's our phenomenal choir director and she has an amazing uh, outstanding voice and she started singing and I like whatever I was doing I just stopped and I was I mean it was like the siren song right and so I turned to my friend Michelle who was seated next to me and I said who is that and she said well that's Lauren Robertson she is like our first soprano all-star singer for choir and I said okay I have to go talk to that girl and I just was like I mean, it was love at first sight for me. I was just smitten. Um, love at first sound, maybe? I don't yes, know. Um, yeah. And so we uh, became buddies through um, theater. We were in the musical together. And then it was mm-hmm. just a couple months after that that we started dating. And then we went to prom in the spring. And everything just kind of blossomed from there. And, and the rest is history. So, yeah, yeah, I was smitten with you, my dear. Wow. Yeah. I think that it's cool too because we met in 2006. So now I still look at Stephen and think 
you know, I feel like I'm still in high school because we met in high school. And so it's, that's not the case. Like that was 15 years ago almost. So it's, it's cool that we've seen each other through the awkward years. I think, Yo, and yeah. We stuck it's a, it out. It's a weird time machine to be <laughs> on, but it's great. It's phenomenal. Yeah. So where did you guys go through East? Yes, we both. I, I moved um, to Coppell from Duncanville when I was in third grade and I went to Austin and then East and there was no CHS nine or new tech. So I, you know, went straight to CHS. Yeah, I was a Mockingbird kid and then a, an East Bronco and then a, a Coppell Cowboy. So. so we could have seen each other. We could have walked by each other at yeah. East several times. So it's such a weird thing to think about. But. Yeah. I guess I should amend the story. The first time I was consciously aware that <laughs> yeah. I saw you was when you auditioned for the school musical. But I probably, yeah, I don't know. I probably passed Crazy. in the hallway before. Yeah. So I have to ask, what roles did you get? Well, I was um, well, uh, not a nurse. What were they? The... Well, so we did My Fair Lady, and you were the understudy to Eliza for Eliza, for Eliza Doolittle, the main role. So it was a senior that got the main part, and you were Naturally. the understudy. And then yeah. you were the chorus. Yes. And I played Eliza's father, who, if you're familiar with the show, he's is a drunk. Yeah. Drunk. The whole the whole show. Get me to the church on time. That's, That's right. right. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I really had to step outside of myself to play that role. Uh, it was quite a departure for me. That's you awesome. Yeah. No, yeah, I was not. <laughs> so I want to um, talk about relationships today. Um, I know that's very huge with the two of you. So before we do, I want to share with our listeners one of our values, which is relationships. And the value states, we value authentic relationships. When we invest in each other, we learn and flourish. So why are you both sitting here? What relationship influenced you both to become educators? Uh, well, I, I could not narrow it down to just one. Um, For sure. I think the first, the first person that came to my mind actually was my um, senior English teacher, Matthew Bowden, who still teaches at Coppell High School. And he was the first teacher that I really realized like, okay, this is a, this is a cool guy. Like he has, he has a life of his own. He has kids of his own. He has his own interests. And he um, shared those with us and tried to connect with us with our interests. I remember like he and I liked a lot of the same music, which I thought was so cool. And um, so he was he was a really big impact as far as me being like, OK, this is what a real teacher looks like. This is a forever educator and um, still one of my top all time teachers. Um, another all time teacher was actually my I was on the golf coat or on the golf team in high school. And my golf coach, Kirk Richardson, um, was just incredible. Like so many values can be taught through um, athletics. And um, he was also very real in um, a lot of great ways. Very funny guy, super patient. We weren't like the most outstanding golfers, I guess. So I think that we just had a lot of fun with him and um, he was always great to be around. Um, Brad Hunt was my principal in high school and he made a relationship with me like as a principal and my graduating class had um, like 700 kids in it and he still knew me, knew who I was even out of all those kids at CHS. And um, 
I think Stephen has the same answer, so I'm going to let you talk. Yes, you know, Brad sounds like he was um, like the Springer of today. Yes, I mean... Knew every, knows everyone's name. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yes. And, and hey, how was your soccer game last night? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot I even told you I had a soccer game. But he just remembers that stuff and he seeks you out to um, follow up with you about things that are important to you just to make that real life connection. Love yeah. It. And you mentioned Springer. When Lauren and I were at CHS, Springer was our assistant principal. And I remember, I mean, we were not troublemakers. Like we were, you know, I was in KCBY in theater and you were on the golf team and, and choir. So we were not like sent to the principal's office, but we still knew who our assistant principal was, Laura Springer, um, because like Lauren said, she she would seek us out. Um, and what really stuck with me, what influenced me was there's so much more to teaching than just checking the box of the things you have to do. And Laura Springer, Brad Hunt, um, I, I had a second grade teacher, Gail Lever, who like took a vested interest in me. Those are the people who they do the things outside the boxes. Like, yes, they do all the required things that are asked of teachers, filling out forms and attending meetings and things like that. Um, but seeking us out to see, hey, how's your little brother doing? Or um, I heard your grandma's not feeling well. You let me know if I can help you. Like that stuff that isn't required, but that going above and beyond, I mean, that's that's implanted in my brain. And people like Laura Springer are the ones who instilled that love in me, um, you know, in the school world. And then both of my parents are educators. My father teaches at MacArthur High School and my mom, Denise, taught in CISD for many years at um, Mockingbird Elementary and Valley Ranch. Um, So seeing the impact that they had on some of their students, um, that created kind of a a yearning for me to to develop that same impact with with young people, so. That's awesome, I did not know your um parents were both educators as well. My mom's also an educator. She worked at Mockingbird for a long time. Oh, wow. We're everywhere. It's a family affair. I love it. And even in Coppell. That's right. Yeah, man. Um, You know, one thing that many people don't know about me is right now I am um, in the process of um, becoming an adjunct professor. Um, And one thing that I, you know, actually talked about yesterday to um, another professor was talking about this actual piece, the relationships, because I'm a hundred percent believer that it is one of the keys to life. Like if, if people understood relationships and if people understood, listen, we have to meet people where they are at their, at that moment, we could solve so many, so many issues in the world. There recently, I did come across this really great quote um, on social media and I'm going to read it. Um, teachers who put relationships first don't just have students for one year. They have students who view them as their teacher for life. So I know, Lauren, you kind of touched on this, but is there an example of this in y'all's life? I would say far and beyond, Laura Springer has to be that person. And the cool thing about that, too, is, you know, we she knew us when we were 14, 15, 16, and 17. Um, and she knew us really well then. And then we we both had the kind of crazy opportunity of going to college, growing up a little bit, learning a lot about life, traveling. And then we came back and I, I actually worked at Wilson Elementary um, for one year while Steven got hired at East. 
And then after that one year of working with elementary people, I, I wanted to work for Springer because she's so magnetic. And mm. so having that opportunity to know her as children and then getting to work for her and just feed off of her positivity and see how she, um, how she builds relationships with her staff and her students was, I mean, you just can't put, you can't put a price on that. It was, it was huge. It was yeah. great. And we see that all over our campus. I mean, we've got Marcus Green, Justin Dunaway, Stephen Seeley. Um, I know I'm going to leave people off. Haley Hipke. We have so many people here at East that are CHS and Coppell ISD grads. Right. And I think it's because, I mean, not just Laura Springer, but there are, there are teachers everywhere in our district who have shown that Coppell ISD cares about their learners. Yeah. And hey, I mean, if you have um, the patience, the dedication to become a teacher, come back and, and, you know, invest in the system that helped, you know, get you where you are. And mm -hmm. I don't know, I just think it's, it's an amazing cyclical thing when people feel a desire to give back to the, the district that, that helped to grow them as, as individuals. It helps you relate to others around you too. Like I was literally in the choir yeah. classroom at East when I was the <laughs> age of the people that I'm teaching. And so I can tell them like, I remember struggling with this and I remember, you know, failing and succeeding with this. It's a, it's yeah. a weird um, time machine, I guess. Like I have literally been in your seat. I mean, I've yeah. literally been there. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And what a cool um, perspective to give to your students, you know, to say that I've sat right there. Mm -hmm. It kind of um, creeps them out. I think. <laughs> I, I think it's so, it, it really says so much about our district. I, I mean, the fact that there are so many alumni who come back to teach, that's huge. It's so awesome. it is really awesome. So let's talk about great teaching. So we, um, we all know you both are incredible teachers. I know that firsthand. Um, my daughter has Miss Lauren Danby. Um, and I know that, um, Stephen, you also are one of her um, her kindness club coaches, whatever you call those. Um, so I know y'all, y'all are the real deal. So for our listeners who don't know the value of great teaching, this is what this value states. We value great teaching because we believe it is key to deep learning. So during this pandemic, whew. yes, who is right. You guys have been really keeping your rock star teaching image up. What have you had to do to keep that to maintain that level of excellence? That's such a great question. You know, Lauren and I are doing what probably every teacher in Coppell ISD is doing. Like we, you have to challenge what it is you've done in the past because this is a year like we've never seen before. So every teacher in CISD, I truly believe this is doing things innovative with their lesson design and implementation and technology and assessing. But for me, and I think for us, Lauren, you know, we, we talk all the time, of course, about school. Um, our focus on great teaching has just been social and emotional. It's almost been, yes, we want to logistically make things uh, clear for students, but we also need to make sure that they're in the right headspace to be challenged. So like understanding when to push them to reach their potential and when they just need a break. Like, I mean, I think we all have needed breaks in 2020. Um, so in my class, we do something called um, Starving Baker Days, and it's about a lesson that we did earlier in the year, which is a parable, 
if you're the baker and you get so busy baking bread for other people that you don't bake any for yourself, you end up starving and then you really can't help anybody. So it's the idea um, analogous to putting on your oxygen mask before you help others, you know, on the airplane, the whole uh, flight attendant spiel. Um, so my whole thing with this year specifically is I have to let my students stop and refuel and refresh. And when I do, what I see is that they come back with higher quality work and it builds that relationship like um, you talked about with Mr. Bowden. Uh, it lets the kids know like, hey, I know it's crazy out there. I know it's a wacky world. I need breaks. You need breaks. We're all in this together and we're all humans, you yeah. know, in this yeah. country and on this planet. So for me, backing off at times just allows them to refresh and then come back with, with kind of a more crisp attempt. Um, yeah, I don't know. Their personal health and wellness is more important to me than their academic progress. I think that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. I know as a father, that is, you know, I tell my kids all the time, yeah, I would love for you to get great grades, but I want you to be a, a person of integrity. I want you to be, you know, kind. I want you to be loving. All that, the rest... I, not not that I don't care about, but as long as you're trying, um, yeah, your your mental health and all that is so so much more worth it than, and and it, for unfortunately, um, you know they the kids go through so much today. They do stuff that we never saw. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine being eleven or twelve years old and having the internet in your pocket? Like I can't nope. imagine trying no. to trying to process no unfiltered information like that, right. which some is true some is not it's you know what i mean like yeah you yeah. have to you have to know what to believe and it's crazy um I, one thing that i wanted to you know talk about is the fish philosophy that east does and for those of you who don't know about the fish philosophy there's four main ideas and it's um choose your attitude be there make their day and play and so like, especially during this pandemic, like you said, you have a starving baker day and you just have to play with, I mean, that's the other thing that like I teaching elementary school and then coming to middle school, these kids, while some days they act like they're 25, they're still babies. Yeah. Like, you know, they're still middle school kids and they wanna play and they wanna be imaginative. And um, so I think getting to know the students personally and knowing their strengths and weaknesses and, knowing when and how to help them and when to praise them and when to just let them fail and learn from that. And as, as scary as that word is failing, like that's something that a lot of kids don't know. I know, I knew very well the, you know, the word failing in middle school and high school, and you just try and fail and fail and succeed. And that my content goes along so well with that because we make mistakes every day in choir. And I love to yeah. see that because and when they the kids, know they're not perfect when they do that, when they see you make a mistake. Oh, all the time. It lets them know <laughs> it's okay to fail. Yeah. No, no one, no one is perfect, but we right. all can be responsible, but we don't have to be perfect. You right. know, yeah, I love that. So awesome. Um, failing forward is, you know, as long as we, we correct it, um, it's a okay. So I want to, I want to talk about your children. Um, this was not on the original list that I sent y'all, um, but sitting here, um, I know that you guys recently have moved to the Kapilaisti area. Um, why are you excited for your children to grow up here? 
um, in Capel, but more importantly, through CISD. Yeah. I think that um, CISD, you hear that word, you hear CISD associated so many times with the word family. And um, we having the opportunity to go through CISD, I mean, coming to East, there are teachers that I'm teaching with currently that were my teachers at East. Yeah. And so for our kids, George and Charlie, for them to be able to walk to school, because we did move that close, <laughs> for them to be able to walk to school K through eight and build their own community, um, I think that's important because it goes along with the fact that a lot of kids don't don't have that idea of community. And that in Capel was what made me feel safe growing up and um, loved in Capel. Like anywhere I went, I knew someone and um, mm -hmm. I want our kids to have that, to, to be able to feel like they can open up to their teachers or their coaches or their mentors or right. whoever is around them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, we looked at what the future that we wanted for our kids. And for me, and for us, Lauren, I mean, it start it starts with Brad Hunt at the top and understanding that the mentality that that man has, um, the priority that he has on relationships, that permeates the rest of the district. And because we're a small district, when you have a superintendent who's setting the temperature in the right way, the whole school just heats up, right? The whole, or the whole district just heats up. So, you know, we see it with um, is it Laura Flynn at Mockingbird Elementary mm -hmm. with Sarah Thornton at West with obviously Laura Springer, Steve Glover. Um, I mean, we don't, we don't interact with a ton of the principals, but what I see from our principals is that we truly care about, um, the character that we're going to build in these young people. And so everything is just top down in Coppell ISD yeah. and it, it starts with Brad and it goes through the principals. And then we see it in our hallways. Like, I mean, we work with such an amazing team here. I'm part of our sixth grade team. I mean, I want my kid to be sitting in Laura Melson's language arts <laughs> class so that Laura Melson can teach my kid how to read and write. And I mean, I want that for my kid. I want my kid to have Jody Dinehammer as a science teacher Ooh, one day. Or, yeah. I mean, I could name every teacher, right? Kate Seifert, Tori Roberts, uh, uh, Amy Currington, Amy Yakabowski, Rusty Gray. Like, I have so much faith in my coworkers, so much faith in my district why would I not give my children the very best that we can possibly give them? Um, and we might have students currently that could be some of our kids' teachers. Sure, like I, I sure. joke with Brandon McGill all the time because he was my um, seventh grade science teacher. He was Steven's coach. Yeah. I then taught um, Bella and Jay at Wilson and so he taught me and I taught their kids and I'm like, when's Bella going to get her teaching certificate? She can teach George and Charlie and we can just keep doing this like creepy circle of Danby McGill teaching to each other. So, and, and that's another thing that Coppell does. Like it's, I think people who grew up in Coppell stay here and it's just a cool, it's yeah. a cool thing. It was the right size and the right attitude. And um, yeah, it just made sense. And, and we were very fortunate. I mean, we were very fortunate to, to, find a financial situation that worked for us so that we could get here. Um, and it took a lot of patience for us to find that right situation. But I mean, it just fell into our laps and we were very, very fortunate to, to be able to seize that opportunity. That's awesome. So I usually like to ask um, if, if there's anything that we maybe have missed or I have missed. Um, is there anything else that you want our listeners to know about you guys? Um, this isn't one of the pillars that we talked about today for CISD, but 
this is something that I have had to just tell myself over and over again. Um, and this is one of the things that I love about CISD and that is redefining success. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just to be kind and to give grace to others um, and that this year is not normal and we have to create 2020 goals and redefine success for our learners, obviously. But I think as educators and as parents, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Um, you know, last year I did it this way, or, you know, three years ago, I did it this way. And we have to take this year for what it is and redefine success and meet ourselves where we are. We say that with our students, but when we have to do it with ourselves, it's, it's a little difficult sometimes, I think. So that's my biggest thing is be kind and give others grace. Yeah. Yeah. I think I misunderstood the question, Adam, because I thought I thought you were asking us for like hidden things. This girl, Lauren Damby, she can hula hoop like you would not believe. Hey. No, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, <laughs> Anything else you want to tell people? Uh, Lauren oh. Damby used to be the lead singer in a rock band. I don't know if anyone knows that, but That's uh, true. she had a, a blossoming rock career. Uh, but no. Blossoming. Yeah. Um, still blossom. I'm still blooming. So uh, my... I don't know. My, the thing that stands out to me, and especially having young kids, our our oldest boy George is one, and he's our not. sorry is three. <laughs> which, which son is which? And uh, Charlie is one. Charlie's one. George is three. And being around those boys so much, I mean, everything we do models for the next generation what it means to be a person of character. And without getting too pointed, there have been a lot of examples of just really poor characters for our for our young people to look up to uh, in, in 2020, I believe. So everything that we do as educators models what it means to be a good, decent, and kind person. And some days we don't feel it. Some days we are not our most patient self, but we just have to remember that everything we do is being watched. And I know that sounds like a lot of pressure, um, but that motivates me like no else just to... Um, you know, come to school, like Laura Springer would always say, with a fierce love for kids and a fierce investment in their future. Um, and, blow, it, and blow it up, like yeah. blow up the classroom with positivity and kindness because it's, sorry yeah. to interrupt. No, you. go for it. It's just contagious and kids, you know, they might, they might've had a horrible morning and then they have a teacher first period that's like, you know what? We're gonna do a just dance as our as our warm up. Get out yeah. of your seats and let's move around, and then that changes their whole day. And yeah, yeah. And school could be their their only place they're getting that positivity. Positivity. Sure. Yes, that's yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of pressure. It is, but I believe that being a teacher is a tremendous responsibility, and um, I believe firmly that the people we have in this district have undertaken that responsibility because they truly love and care about children and about the future of our world. Um, so yeah, I just would, my advice would be just bring it every day. I mean, you have to deliver, you know, um, that love. That's what we all signed up for. And like you said, Adam, imagine if every person in the world just poured love to everyone else and kindness and understanding and patience and mm -hmm. you just never know what someone else is going through. So why not choose kindness? There's a really funny, um, have you ever seen the, uh, it's a Ricky Gervais show called Derek. Mm -hmm. And it's about this character, he works in a, a assisted living um, facility. And there's this great quote at the end of season one. And I just, I carry it with me everywhere I go that there's only one shortcut in life that works and that's kindness. Stop. Just making sure you're awake and you heard that. 
Can you repeat it? That there's only one shortcut in life that works, and that's kindness. If you're just kind to everybody, that's the only way you can ever take a shortcut in life that is good and that actually right. works. So, yeah. I mean, kindness matters. We that's that's it, right? Like, yeah. what else do we need? Yeah. Word. As we finish up, here is a question for all of you listeners. Where have you seen or experienced one of our core values in Coppell ISD? And what are some of the things you would like to see when it comes to our values? You can email us your thoughts at input at Once again, I would like to thank the Danbys for building our students up to be the best versions of themselves. You have touched my daughter's life, and I know other children as well, and Capel ISD is forever grateful. I hope you both, and I hope our listeners, have a wonderful holiday season. I wish you all blessings of prosperity and success. We will see you all in the new year. To all of our We Value podcast listeners, thank you for joining us. And we invite you to download our We Value show notes for this episode and other episodes at www.capellisd.com slash we value. In the meantime, subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on any of our podcast platforms, and share it with your friends and family on social media. Once again, thank you for joining us at the Coppell ISD's We Value Podcast. Podcast.